Did you know that you are wonderfully weird? You've been created to be as unique and one-of-a-kind as your fingerprint, fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of God. My name is John Waters, and over the next few minutes, Drake Hunter, senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and author of the book Wonderfully Weird, now available through Westbow Press, will help you learn more about your own wonderful weirdness. Now, Wonderfully Weird Living. Welcome back to Easter Week edition of Wonderfully Weird Living, the weekly podcast. I'm John Waters. With me, author, speaker, pastor, uh, Drake Hunter. Hello. Hello, hello, and thank you for having me on this holy, uh, or during this holy week, I should say. Well, and we're going to talk a little bit about Holy Week and Easter. Of course, it looks a little bit different this year, but before we do that, Drake, let's update folks a little bit on um, what's happening as far as your book, Wonderfully weird you've uh, been working with some folks uh, publicizing the book and yes. and uh, you were telling me some uh, very exciting information just before we started recording yes I have uh, two publicists now working with me out of Arizona uh, with a little organization called uh, lavage and boy they are just amazing uh, and so uh, through that new relationship, we're establishing a, a strategic plan, if you will, for the brand Wonderfully Weird and truly getting the book out there along with uh, my other personal uh, aspect of my personal ministry, which is four-dimensional living, getting things grounded, getting the form in place, and truly moving forward with uh, what that is in the sense of truly helping people understand who they are and, and really understand in what they do is truly about, yes, connecting with their own little self but at the same time helping the world with what they do so excited and then unexpectedly uh, last week I ended up with a national um, uh, I guess interview you can put it that way and had a company or excuse me an organization connect with me saying they were very interested in my thoughts on this crisis and what I would do during a crisis with my military background uh, my 20 years active duty military along with of course being uh, the pastor and author of, of the work that I'm presenting so yeah it's been interesting did that interview last week and uh, actually I'm going to be doing a sneak peek with that interview this this week with our church and some of my friends just to let them uh, kind of see what's going on in in that part of my life and so I'm pretty excited about what's happening and and the interview was quite interesting uh, took a little longer than I thought but uh, hey that's part of the uh, I guess uh, as they say in in this this kind of studio the gig is that part of the gig sure why okay. not all right <laughs> well and and the interview is with some well-known very established publications yes and and at this point I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it so I'm just gonna reserve and <laughs> we'll just leave it at that but so I'll keep it at that yes it's a actually a world um, influence with their different uh, magazines newspapers and mm-hmm. uh, you'll most will be familiar with with these um, these they call them magazines publications publications mm-hmm. sure yeah I don't Absolutely. I'm that's not my that's not part of my world <laughs> except for my book well it is now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so well uh, we'll be uh, very very interested and excited to hear more about that as as it comes out uh, fortunately I'm I'm in the inner circle so I get to know some of these things ahead yes. of time yes you do <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, well, this is Easter week. Uh, of course, this past Sunday was Palm Sunday, and uh, this time in between Palm Sunday and, and Easter Sunday is when, as I kind of mentioned Sunday morning during our online service, where uh, Jesus, uh, at the beginning of it on Palm Sunday, is riding into Jerusalem as the conquering king. Right. Uh, at least that's how people saw him. And, and within just a few short days, about five days later, they're yelling, crucify him and hang him on a cross and then comes this Sunday Easter Sunday when we celebrate the victory that happens then yes and and you know isn't it amazing even in my own walk I'm sure you have a testimony here uh, how easy it is to, to go into a praise mode and, and excited but within moments we're we're down in the dumps or yeah. we're complaining self-pity and and just we don't we don't see it anymore and and how quickly that happens and uh, that's the experience there where jesus is riding you know of course on the, on the donkey there and people are just so excited and celebrating but my goodness five days later death and mm -hmm. and misery and wow and and what a good picture for us to remind us that you know sometimes we we do get into those those moments uh but as Easter teaches us, uh, there's always hope because we can, God can raise the dead, Absolutely. no matter the situation or circumstance. So yes, uh, perfect lead-in on the message last week. By the way, thank you for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this is an exciting time because this is is obviously Easter is that story that uh, that event that happened that we hinge our entire faith on the That's resurrection right. of Jesus Christ conquering <laughs> death and sin for all of us so that we can live in for all eternity in the yeah. kingdom of God as co-heirs with Jesus of the kingdom. Yeah, without that moment in time, uh, our faith is in vain. Right. And so, yeah, it's the Easter uh, season, if you will, the resurrection that we celebrate. But not only that, we're more than conquerors. And, of course, Jesus is ascended. And, of course, there uh, he now lives with the Father. And now here where we sit today, we're in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, where we're truly expression of God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, where we can truly be the expression of what true goodness is, is in, in the sense of who we are in our soul, but as, as well in what we do. And we get to be that 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 goodness that so many people are dead in who truly need to be raised from that death of what that that means to the goodness of Christ and wow thank goodness for for our faith because otherwise I don't know you know an open-ended faith with, without Christ without that subjective understanding the Word of God and who God truly is in the infamy of who he is um, what a mess Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, completely empty faith. Yeah, empty and, and broken yeah. and, and no hope. No right. hope because if it's only one-sided, then what do you have? Well, what do you have with your guitar? Only one yeah. side connecting? No purpose, nothing. nothing. Yep. What a mess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have firewood. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and then this year, Drake, of course, with the COVID-19 pandemic, um, makes the tradition of the Easter season a little bit different because yes. there are certain ways that we get used to doing things 
through uh, particular seasons of the year, whether it be in our families or our churches or whatever the case. Well, obviously this year, that's all been turned upside down and sideways and inside out with yes. this pandemic. Yes, and it's just an opportunity to be creative. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, love your enemies is, is the command that comes to mind as we all, uh, we share often. Uh, and so we have to learn how to love our enemies here and be creative so that we can still be meaningful, impactful, and purposeful in what we do because uh, the mission, uh, the Great Commission, does not stop because of uh, challenges or circumstances. We have a responsibility, and we're moving forward uh, with that uh, energy. We're allowing God to compel us in this time so that we can truly uh, make a difference in this, this moment of time, and that's exactly what we're trying to do for Christ with, of course, God and each other. Well, and it brings it back to something you've talked about a lot, the PP problem. Yes. Are we focusing on the problem or are we focusing on our purpose and allowing the problem to cause us yeah. to be more creative? Yes, as, as I've shared, you know, we can be the best, let's say, problem solvers in the world. Uh, but again, going to Colossians 3 and, and just science overall whatever you magnify whatever you focus on or excuse me whatever you focus on magnifies mm -hmm. and so with that even with good intent with your problems in the midst of your problems are you focused on truly um, fixing these problems we need to fix our problem but with the spirit of resolve but are we focused and believe that is the solution to bring everything back to normal where nothing really changes or are we focused on uh the purpose of all this, the meaning through it, and also the, the impact that it's going to lead to in the sense of goodness. And we can focus on, on uh, bad badness, if you will, but uh, we are focused, we're leaning into the, the strength of all of this, the goodness, and, and truly trying to uh, be obedient to God through these times so that the purpose of God can truly be revealed uh, through individuals as well as collectively. And so through that, we can really shine and be the light on, on top of the hill, if you will, uh, in that faith that we just uh, talked about in the Christian faith. Well, as our resurrected Savior Jesus Christ put it, seek first the kingdom of God, yes. then all yeah. these other things will be taken care of. Yeah, take the initiative and, and don't be idle. Uh, I, I, it's just not part of my makeup uh, any longer. Uh, rather than being apathetic, uh, truly uh, lean into it. And let's do something for Christ. Uh, and, and of course, that doesn't lead you to your salvation. <clears throat> Excuse me, our belief in it uh, does, but we know this, belief plus action equals faith. And it's that faith that's going to truly lead us to uh, the promised land. Let me put it that way this morning. And through the power of Christ, we are compelled then to uh, uh, really fix our thoughts on, on God and his kingdom, and uh, then the situations that we find ourselves in, for example, the COVID-19 pandemic, yes, it's serious. Yes, we yeah. need to uh, look at it uh, from an objective standpoint and understand it, but it doesn't ruin or rule our lives. God continues to rule through the power of Christ, and we then do what we have to do to uh, uh, work on the problem of the COVID-19, but right. we don't live in the misery of that. Yeah. I love that word, compel. Compel uh, motivation comes to mind, of right. course. Right. You're just motive. What motivates you? Uh, is, it, is it the love of Christ? 
or is it the love of of man or perhaps uh, the issues and problems that are happening? Let me use the word. Uh, is it fear that's compelling you mm-hmm. in the sense of man's fear? Or is it the fear of God really not carrying out our responsibility and what we need to do during these situations? So again, uh, of course, that's where you're going with this. The message last week was, you know, the power that compels me. Uh, of course, that's Christ. And so we have to understand first and foremost what motivates us and then we have to make the decision to make sure that what's motivating us is truly proper and is going to bring us or lead us to the proper place that we need to be in who we say we are and in what we do uh, so that we can truly have integrity in life and truly be uh, uh, people that truly make an impact for God. And both through, of course, the power, the great commandment of love, but with uh, reservation, uh, restrictions in the sense people don't like that, but that's self-control and self-managing all this so that we can get the perfect tension rather than the problem of stress into uh, the situation where we can truly be content and that we are living both in the peace of goodness and in the peace of goodness. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's again, so important that uh, we understand uh, what motivates us and or what compels us and that's what the message was all about this last Sunday in the sense of um, uh, the message that I, I gave to our audience. Well, uh, for those that didn't have a chance to hear it, you used a, a real life story yes. uh, and uh, it was it's a cute story, <clears throat> excuse me, but yet also a very impactful story to help us to understand maybe uh, maybe I can say the three different types of attitudes that there are uh, as far as uh, um, you know whether I'm it's all about me or I don't really care, you know, that sort of thing. And so give us the uh, Reader's Digest condensed, abridged version of the story. (laughs) Well, you know, last week as I'm developing my message, I'm in the midst of a game with my granddaughter and my wife, uh, Payday. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, I'm always, by Monday I'm praying and trying to figure out what 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 is the uh, form of my message or what's the theme going to be or whatever we we know with our theme for the church but for the message i i didn't i didn't have a slightest clue but i'm sitting there uh you know going okay and then i'm seeing some problems with my granddaughter when it comes to money and some uh some challenges she's having with trying to understand what that's all about and just so folks know she's <clears throat> 6 years old yeah she's 6 years old mm-hmm. uh and uh struggling through uh, the challenge of money, because she, uh, you know, before all of this, without a shadow of a doubt, it was money that was compelling her. Mm-hmm. And so, and and of course, that that's typical. That's somebody who's immature. Uh, things, stuff, money will compel them or motivate them, and and they believe that is truly where uh, you know where meaning lies because it feels so good, or uh, you know, depending on the mood that you're in when you have it or don't have it. So, yeah, so I'm like, wow, this. Uh, so we got the game, and I said, let's do this, and and of course, I put some instructions with the the payday we had 1975 version of it but it's very practical very secular in in its understanding in the game so of course papa says let me let's let's add some principles here god principles guidelines to see if it doesn't change the game a little bit Mm -hmm. and so i added three guidelines and simply put it was you know you 
you have the option to tithe to your local church. Number two, you have the option to give to charity after giving uh, to your local church. And then uh, number three was why am I losing? The option to save money. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Dave Ramsey right. <laughs> to put ten uh, percent uh, away or invest one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So, so with that, <clears throat> uh, we we played the game, and of course we had three fictitious sort of players <laughs> uh, around the table. And in since last Monday, which would be a week and a day now, well, we, and just we've been playing. Just to say, you you specifically set up three types of players, even yes. though the three of you were those players, but you with a certain mindset yes. in mind. Yes, with Lilypad actually being, you know, who she is. She's an immature player, mm-hmm. uh, and so letting her be natural with that. Where Nana Cherry, of course, was a very self-centered player, uh, and where I'm the God-centered player, uh, and so using those three players to see the outcome right yeah and it it was interesting extreme still is uh so 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 let's talk about how that all worked and and what uh, so we have on on one corner here the three corners we have one corner is man's principles totally and completely man's principles well i would say there were tools uh, let's call them practical okay principles okay all right because i don't want to imply that that these principles, practical principles, are are negative or bad. Okay. All right. So, and then on another corner, we have uh, those practical principles, but also with God principles yes. put in place with them. And then the third corner is that person that's not sure, that's kind of looking, looking at both sides and yeah. wondering what's the right thing to do. So my point there was Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created the heavens. And the earth. Mm-hmm. And so bringing those two together, typically we think about it this way, spiritual on one side and secular on the other. And of course, you have that third player that, well, let me say this, that one side, very secular in nature, and then the other, very spiritual, and they're not bringing it together. And you can get that mid player who's just like, I'm trying to figure this all out. <laughs> gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about what happened then. So it was interesting. We we started three hundred and twenty five dollars, and we we were as pure as we can be with with the game. Uh, we allowed it to unfold just naturally to see what happened. And and so the first player who was the self centered and, and let me say this, not intentionally, just thought, you know, hey, this is the way I've been taught through you know my teachings, through my relationships, or even through my experience, and and that's where she played. Mm-hmm. And and so and and very, let me say, discipline in keeping the secular guidelines or rules going. Okay. Very, just black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but she started. She did have an attitude where, and, and this was quite interesting. It, everything kind of came out. Uh, but when those bills came and. Uh, it was more of a fear going, ah, and it wasn't fear like she was scared. It was like, ah, here we go again, another bill. Mm-hmm. Or uh, perhaps, uh, you know, something would happen where she was not um, satisfied with whatever the play was. And, and just, wow, and, and just kind of non-verbally tone everything. It, it was interesting. Uh, and so what happened quickly, uh, she, now the this fictitious player had some habits that, 
just developed over time. And I think I threw three out there. One of them uh, had to do, uh, let's say, with uh, a smoking habit, okay. uh, which, you know, many people, good Christians, smoke. I get that. Uh, number two, I should have done this for my wife, but I didn't, uh, shopping. But we <laughs> we went in a different direction, uh, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, My wife, she, she makes our coffee at home. But Starbucks trips. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the last rule that we put in was – you know, a glass of wine, or I used the, I was pretty dramatic with it, three shots of Jägermeister right. <laughs> to get her to sleep in there. And there's people that do that. But at the same time, is it a vice? Uh, you know, is it a habit? You know, why, why is it there? Why are all, any of our habits? It doesn't necessarily have to be that dramatic. But oftentimes, our habits compel us, and we'll call that the flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, we, and it can be so many different things. Uh, but my point was, okay, here's, here's a Christian player who – Calls herself a Christian, but does not give any attention to, of course, those those uh, spiritual principles or those heavenly side of, of of how we set it up. Right. So, and in two hours, she was she was a dead player. She died. She she was out of the game. Okay. Uh, and part of it was she was taking out uh, loans and doing some things just to keep her head above water. But at the same time, she wanted to make sure she had enough funds uh, to cover her habits and all that. And it didn't last long. It, it was brutal in fact yeah. uh, so that dash of time i use in in our ceremonies uh, when it comes to funerals and stuff uh that was truly a, a quick dash of time for that player uh and of course we all have a dash of time but for her it was brief and she was out within two hours and nothing but misery nothing yeah and, and misery in the sense of the play but also with her how she was expressing herself mm-hmm. uh, she was angry she was upset most of the time uh she was very let's say back and forth in the sense of when she did receive bonuses really excited up and 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 just uh thrilled uh but then when the bills and and the expenses uh came my goodness uh down quickly mm-hmm. uh, so you kind of had this uh, as the bible says a ship you know on the ocean and and again very uh, sea sickening to see uh that uh, the, that type of player all right. So then on the other side of the table, you had the, I guess I would say the opposite of that, which is that person who has the God principles in place. And so describe that player. Yeah, I, I would say the first player, the flesh was mm-hmm. the motivation. The second was living by principle, uh, even though the feelings were still there uh, and, and the challenges came. But, uh, you know, chose no matter what to obey both the principles not black and white but in the sense of flexibility and, and making the best of each situation mm-hmm. and so following those situations about two hours into it of course that player was me uh, you know i was content there was nothing there's no thrills there's it's just okay i'm alive i'm not in debt and I'm, I'm good to go uh and and so uh just maintaining that discipline uh and, and seeing that okay this this is interesting how things are are playing out but in the meantime uh through uh giving to the church and giving to charity and putting money aside you had uh money in in your bank and had uh no bill you were debt free uh, through the course of that time so that as opposed to the first player the selfish player uh, who was already out of the game bankrupt and done yeah i would say this very pleasant 
uh, very satisfied with with the game after seven hours of being into it uh, not because of uh, now the, the the assets and the cash in pocket or even the properties but because of just enjoying the process and and seeing it develop a little bit at a time mm-hmm. you know it took seven hours to get that but that my player was of course out of the three uh, more abundant at this point in in all areas in attitude and in ability of course you learn different things and then truly in the sense of that satisfaction that contentment it it was fun it was like wow we're really enjoying this i was and then of course um from there we had lily pad uh the second immature player uh which is important because there's there's a point here because many christians are immature and that person who is curious and and looking at both sides and and saying wait a minute what's going on here and as you said earlier trying to figure it out trying to figure it out and she's curious and she doesn't know she has the models now two models in front of her Mm -hmm. and she's she's literally watching it was it was so interesting to see a six-year-old you know my little lion i'll call her from my book and, and and curious and going hmm where do i want to be Right. And, and of course, about two hours into it, she was in debt. Uh, she was on the verge of bankruptcy. And then she, she finally, through struggling with that, uh, that, that moment, she just turned to me and said, okay, Papa, what would you do? Recognizing that, okay, obviously, I'm the player that's living in abundance, where, of course, the other player at that point was pretty gone, mm-hmm. out. And very upset, not satisfied. And so she recognized it as a six-year-old little child uh, who figured it out. And so she turned to me and said, help me. She looked for support. Reaching out for trusted sources. Others. We have the principles now. There's God. But now she's you know, actually obeying the command going, okay, this is to love God, but love others as myself because I want that for myself as well as for everybody. She recognized that support, uh, the relationship, uh, where if she did develop that and connect with the right people, she would uh, flourish as well, be blessed. And so through that, she changed the way she was playing the game. Yes. And then what happened? Uh, Her, she, you know, everything, she was out of debt. Uh, she had good money in her pocket, which she was excited about. Uh, she had properties and investments valuing, uh, you know, not much in the sense of where we're at today, but we started with 325 bucks. Uh, but I think all of her uh, assets and everything set right at $60,000. I can't recall off the top of my head. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at the numbers again. But, yeah, it, it was – and she was excited. She was she was having fun. In fact, we're still having fun. Uh, Grandma hasn't entered the game yet. We're trying to talk her to come back, but uh, she's still um, uh, grieving her, <laughs> her loss, if you will. Well, and, and what we hope folks get out of this is that by honoring God's principles and the yeah. commands of Christ – God's promises are real. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and in in the in just a simple little you know, simulation of money management with a little board game, uh boy, let that be your uh learning point because it's so much easier when you're at the board and you actually put those in play. Uh now let me say something. There's no guarantee. Right? We we don't know what's going to happen. God has his purposes and reasons. The point here is truly understanding in in our uh, situation where we're at in 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 the land of prosperity, America. You know, even with three hundred and twenty-five dollars, and we can manage it well based on principles, uh, rather than falling in love. And in, in in another word, 
Love is a feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we allow feelings to compel us or motivate us. Nothing wrong with feelings. The issue comes with self-control. Right. Or on the other side where you're a Christian and you think those feelings um, are the voice of God. Well, let me say the voice of God would be fear, but in the sense of fear of not living in meaning and purpose and in satisfaction in how he designed it. Right. That would be the fear that we need to really listen to, that whisper, if you will, of God, rather than, you know, I, I feel this way, a lot of people with their intuition because of their own teachings, their own, again, their relationships and experience, uh, believe they are the center of the universe uh, and, and say, nope. This is God speaking to me. No, it's a feeling. It was a bad burrito last night. <laughs> you know? And we have to be aware of that. But again, we have to be so aware of the rewards uh, and awards that come with those feelings when we are properly managing our feelings. We can say love and we have self-control. And we're managing not only ourselves but also our money well with that. And it's not compelling us. It's not causing us to do what uh, we need to do in the sense of whatever that might mean for you. We're doing it because of the love of Christ, because of the great commandment and the great commission. And when we actually put that in practice, once we have that a redeemed element taken care of, salvation, we've got to develop based on God's goodness. And when we understand that, when we understand to develop his goodness grounded on his great principles, you cannot not have a good life. It's, that brings it, contentment. All things are possible. Right. <laughs> and yes, and it brings contentment and so much satisfaction, not only with God, it's not only subjective, but objectively where we bring, as we talked about last week, those two different elements of life uh, or knowledge, we can say, or understanding, objective understanding and and uh, subjective understanding, and we're living in the midst of God's uh, greatness and his, uh, you know, living formed in his goodness through Christ. Absolutely, yeah. So with this Easter season, uh, I want to challenge people to to really think about that because uh, we have an opportunity here to uh, really make sure that we're standing on the solid rock of God's principles and Christ's commands as opposed to the shifting sand of our own thoughts and feelings and and history and all that kind of thing. Right. And if you if you look at it that way the 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 first player you were talking about was building on shifting sand. Yes. The third player which was you was building on the solid rock. Yes. And then the second player Lily said, I think I like the solid rock. (laughs) Yeah, and she was looking for a model, an influence in the sense of who we are. Jesus is the model. God is that model. But at the same time, you need that support with uh, your fellow neighbor, in her case, it's Papa, uh, and and really help uh, together, if you will, togetherness, help in the way that's going to benefit everyone so we all reach our potential. It's not about a win-win situation. It's about everyone reaching their potential in Christ together. Boy, once we understand that and get the win-win mentality out and everything that comes with uh, man's way, uh, we're going we're gonna to realize that that, that revelation is going to come. And, and uh, let me say this, the resurrection that many people need in the sense of truly living uh, or raising uh, themselves out of their situation and living in the goodness of God. And we call that wonderfully weird. 
yes, wonderfully weird in every aspect. And, and so, but John, let me just, uh, with that pretty intense conversation there, let me, let, let's, let, can I read Hebrews 13, 5, yes. 6? Mm-hmm. So that you'll have an understanding now where we're coming from. Hebrews 13, 5, 6 says this, keep your lives free from the love of money motivation of money and be content with what you have because God has said never will I leave you there's his principles never will I forsake you there's his meaning and purpose so we say with confidence that's God confidence the Lord is my helper that's support I will not be afraid what can mere mortals that's man's ways do to me Mm-hmm. Powerful, and of course, when you go back and listen to that whole conversation we just had, it leads to that discipline or that understanding right there that the writer in the book of Hebrews shares. And I'd encourage anybody to read the book of uh, Hebrews because it's just a book of discipline mm-hmm. rather than punishment, people. Right. We have to be disciplined, which is for our good and our benefit, whereas punishment is just the opposite. That's not God. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, Let's uh, let's leave folks with these three thoughts uh, to uh, ponder throughout this uh, week. Number one, in life, are you the selfish player? Are you the curious and uncertain player? Or are you the obedient and compelling player? And why? Think about it. Where are you at right now? It's not where you need to stay, but where are you at right now? And be open and honest with yourself on yes. that. Number two, what can you do today to honor more of God's principles and Christ's commands? And then number three, how can you keep yourself from the love of money and be content in life? Three very powerful, powerful uh, thoughts there uh, to ponder this Easter week. Yes, thank you for those questions. Well, you wrote them, so thank you. Well, uh, Drake, I I know that I speak for you here when I uh, say uh, we want to wish everyone the very, very happiest of Easter season. And it's a time uh, traditionally to be with family and friends, but of course, with social distancing and everything going on right now, it's going to look different. Uh, But that doesn't mean we can't be together in spirit, in thought, and in purpose and uh, utilize technology in whatever way to uh, be together in that way. But what a golden opportunity we have as followers of Christ, Christians, as representatives of the kingdom of God to truly reach out and lift and give a hand to those who are in need at this time or who are searching like that second player looking for the answers we are the answer we can be that answer and we can be that support you know with christ and and with everyone so yes thank you for that and let me just say uh, may the power of christ compel everyone amen Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. A a happy Easter to everyone. And join us again next week on Wonderfully Weird Living. Thank you for joining us this week on Wonderfully Weird Living. Get your own copy of Drake's book, Wonderfully Weird, by logging on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com. Also, let us know if you have any questions or comments via our email address, wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. For author and pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters. We'll see you next time.